0: St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So brothers and sisters, this is something different for me. I don't typically do recordings without a, a live audience or without a particular purpose. But because of a couple circumstances, I just felt led to to do this. And so if it is helpful through the working of the Holy Spirit for any of you, praise God. And so this talk, which will be a couple of different parts, but the first part I'm simply entitling Christian Hope in 2020, Part 1. Terrorists, Optimists, and Hopists. A Christian Proposal in Our Present Time. And this talk was spurred on for a couple of different, in a couple of different ways. One is, in two separate circumstances, two of the, the brothers here at the friary were sharing with me about um, just a di- disconcerting experiences of hearing good, faithful Catholics um, speaking as if they had lost hope in some ways, speaking uh, from a place of discouragement, Um, and fear. And of course, within our country right now and within the church, there is such incredible division. I was also moved by an editorial in the National Catholic Register this past week, where the editor wrote the, the following. He talked about a new Catholic moment, and he just said, the future of the nation could be decided by how Catholics witness before and up to the vote cast at the polls this coming Tuesday, and that the witness is found in how we intentionally embrace Jesus Christ's command to love. The most critical action we need to take going into this election and after it's decided is to quote, love one another. The election cycle has divided and challenged well-formed Catholics even in their own households. There is no future for our nation if love grows cold especially love for the unborn child, for the migrant, for the sacredness of black lives, and for all who live in poverty and exclusion. Yet we have too much violence. Uh, evidence across the country that love is in fact growing cold and people's, people's anger is growing red hot. And as the editor focused on this theological virtue, this, this great Christian virtue of love, I also just felt that it was important to focus on this virtue of hope, We are called to love, we are called to work, we are called to fight for that which God teaches us is right and good. But if our hearts are lost or frightened or hopeless, we will not be able to. Likewise, if our hearts are so taken by the passing scene and become enraged or filled with hate and unforgiveness, we will also be severely diminished in our capacity to really live as witnesses to Jesus in the world to be able to fruitfully engage in the world and to speak God's word and carry his love to others. Our hearts need to be freed from these things. And I was just reflecting the other day as I was reading um, the extremely sad story of the man who killed three people in the French Basilica of Notre Dame in, in the bishop himself talking of it as a, as a, a terrible act uh, of terrorism. And of course, as I read that, in my own heart, there was this experience of fear. And it just made me reflect on how there's different sorts of terrorism going on in the world today, right? A terrorist, one who spreads terror, one who spreads fear. And of course, we think of terrorism as in the case of the, the murder of those people, But there's also other sorts of, and I'm putting this in quotation marks without blaming anybody, but there's also other sorts of terrorism that are are happening in our society with, with great frequency, meaning movements or people or institutions that are spreading fear, confusion, and disunity. I would suggest that the social media, in many cases, in their reporting on political affairs, and of course political, it's a, it's, a, it's a mess, but the spin is getting more and more instilling fear, confusion, and anger. Social media is reporting on COVID. Absolutely, there's a real problem with the coronavirus. It's a real disease with real repercussions, And of course, I know many people who have contracted it and even some who have died. But the spin is a spin of fear and anxiety, a lack of clarity and assurance. And I just share as one in the battle myself, right? But also concern for the hearts of those who, who might listen to this talk. It's the struggle not to despair or to be paralyzed by fear. It's a struggle not to allow these things to... Sort of infiltrate our own hearts. And it's a struggle that's worth it because Jesus has something more for me and he calls me to be an instrument for others. Jesus has something more for you and he calls you to be an instrument for others. Father Benedict, Rochelle, the principal founder of our community, used to describe himself as a moderate pessimist, you know. And in a sense, What I'd like to propose is that God's not necessarily calling us to be pessimists, and he's certainly not calling us to be terrorists or anarchists or even optimists. But rather, and I don't really care for the term, but it's what came to me, he wants us to be hopists. Like a terrorist is one who, through their actions, words, spread terror and confusion and unrest. A hopist, this person who through their actions and through their words offers hope, sows seeds of hope for others. And hope, of course, we need to be psychologically healthy. It's a huge part of our life. Hope leads us to this place where we find lasting peace. Jesus says in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Hope is the foundation of the deep joy Jesus speaks of in John 15:11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. What sort of hope leads us to the peace that the world cannot give? What sort of hope leads us to this place where there's joy that is full, that cannot be taken away from us? And I would just distinguish between merely human hope, and I'll call that optimism, and Christian hope. In Webster's Dictionary, hope is defined in a few different ways. One, the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out well. Two, a person or thing in which expectations are centered sprang to mind the Star Wars movie, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you are our only hope, right? A person or thing that expectations are centered in. Or another definition to look forward with desire and reasonable confidence. And merely human hope are good expectations for the future based on my own perceptions, knowledge, experience, calculations, and feelings, right? Merely human hope or optimism. I have this good feeling about the future. Things are going to get better. But merely human hope is, again, expectations of the future based on my own perceptions, knowledge, experience, calculations, and feelings. And the reality is, is we have no guarantee that in a human sense, things are going to get better. How do we use this word, right? I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. Or I hope that my favorite football team will win the Super Bowl. Or more serious things. I hope the political situation changes. I hope there's not civil unrest. I hope my health stays good. I hope I don't lose my job. I hope our parish does this thing that I like. I hope my prayer life is enjoyable. I hope my children are happy in their lives. In a real sense, none of this is Christian hope. God does want some of these things. God wants your children to be happy, although it might look very different from what you imagine or desire. God wants you to have a dignified life. Although again, that might look different than what you want or imagine. But God never guarantees that we won't lose our jobs or have difficulty or experience hardship or always get our way. God doesn't guarantee us that the political process is going to go smoothly or that there's going to be peaceful outcomes. Hope has to do with the future and no one knows the future. And so the question is, how do we get a guarantee about the future? In a time of so much question and uncertainty, what is the reasonable basis for hope? And again, we can look at probabilities, statistics, past knowledge, but none of, us, none of that gives us certainty. You know, I have a calendar that spans into 2022, and you probably have things like that too and I write things in that calendar. There's no guarantee that that's going to happen. (laughs) I plan to do things with the hope of getting to do them, and that's good. But we need to know that when that's happening, that's human hope, human planning. Christian hope, theological hope, is different. Because the basis of theological hope or Christian hope is not good expectations for the future based on my own perceptions, knowledge, experience, calculations, and feelings. But rather, Christian hope is based on a relationship between God and I. And again, I mentioned the editor for the Catholic Register spoke of love, the necessity of Catholics, regardless of the political outcome of the election, Catholics coming out with this move towards love, to heal the divisions and fractions and hatred in our society that is so obvious. But this other theological virtue of hope, the theological virtues mean they're theological because they come from God and they also have God as their goal, right? So it's like if my mom gives me five bucks when I was a little kid to buy her a birthday present. It comes from mom, and it's going to go back to mom, right? And there's love in the whole thing. Something of it is me, but, but God is the main actor. He needs my cooperation. So God gives faith, he gives hope, he gives love, and he is the, but he is also the focus of them. Faith, what is faith? God said it, I believe it. This is a way of knowing far beyond any human capacity. God proposes something, and because I trust him, right? Faith is believing because I trust in the person who tells me. It's knowing, trusting in the person who tells me that leads me beyond merely human reason and considerations. Only by faith can we know that the Trinity exists, that there's three persons in one God. Only by faith can we know that bread and wine is changed into the body and blood of Christ. Only by faith can we know that God is love. We know these things because he said it. And he always speaks the truth. The virtue of hope is faith In the future tense, right? Faith in the future tense, that God says these things. I know he never lies, I know he can deliver, and therefore I will get this sometime in the future because he is good. So here we start to see the huge difference. Human hope, a future expectation based on my feelings, my past experience, and limited knowledge. It's so fragile and how often my hopes are disappointed. Christian hope, I believe God's word. The heavenly father tells me this is true. Therefore, I believe I will receive it. Christian hope is most focused on heaven and that future reception of eternal glory with God But it also is real in our lives that God is going to be faithful. It says in the letter to the Hebrews Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 8. That is the truth. That the Father, the Heavenly Father, is the same also yesterday, today, and forever. That His faithfulness never changes. And so, if we are to be those who spread hope, first it's necessary to recognize what hope is, what hope is based on, to purify the hopes that we have in our lives, being willing to let go of optimistic views that may not be realistic, or at least not to set our hopes on it too much, not to sink our roots into the hope that everything's just going to get better the way we'd like it to but rather to sink our roots deep into the truths that God offers us that he says are unchanging. In the following talks, I'll I'll speak a little bit more on other aspects of this hope, becoming people who offer hope. But I'd like to just conclude with a a writing of St. Francis de Sales that has offered me consolation and boosted my hope in many, many situations throughout my life. St. Francis of Sales writes this, Do not look forward to the trials and crosses of this life with dread and fear. Rather, look to them with confidence that as they rise, God, to whom you belong, will deliver you from them. He has guided and guarded you thus far in life. Do you but hold fast to his dear hand, and he will lead you safely through all trials. Whenever you cannot stand, he will carry you lovingly in his arms. Do not look forward to what may happen tomorrow. The same eternal Father who cares for you today will take good care of you tomorrow And every day of your life, either he will shield you from suffering or he will give you the unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then and put aside all useless thoughts, all vain dreads and all anxious imaginations. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.